All right, what is up? We are at the 123rd installment of the Unplugged Health Podcast Series. Just a little something, something I'm building on top of the book. Um, today's topic, we're talking about some of the issues with the red pill in the manosphere. Um, last week, I did a show with uh, some Christian pillars, um, which most of you seem to really enjoy. So I'm glad you guys uh, got some kind of conversation. I, uh, I think it's time doing it. I'll recap that in a second. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping first. Um, I have a YouTube partner manager that constantly keeps reminding me, saying, if you want to grow the channel, one of the things you got to focus on is um, memberships and join button. Uh, I created the lowest tier membership I could create at 79 cents, and it also gives you access to the live chat uh, during the shows in YouTube. So if you could be kind enough to uh, hit the join and uh, help boost the channel so it uh, gets pumped out in the algorithms, that would be awesome. Um, for less than the price of a coffee, I guess, um, YouTube will seem to be happier, so let's see if that works fine. Um, let's get started. So, let's just recap the uh, Christian Pillow guys. Um, Chase and um, a friend of his um, wanted to have a conversation about some of the notes that I made um, on his Twitter space, and I mean... I, I think that the underlying notion of what the original scripture in most religions says is generally pretty good. So I can be clear with that. By the way, how's my audio? Is it is it coming in at a good level? I've heard people say that it's sometimes too low. Maybe I'm not close enough to the mic. I don't know. But let me know in the chat if it's a-okay. Um, so it was an interesting talk. Um, I wanted to shut my mouth as much as possible, ask some questions. Perfect, thank you, loud and clear. Um, and just listen to what they had to say and um, you know, follow up with the questions or other questions. I think the biggest issues that I took with the whole Christian talk, keep in mind, these guys aren't Catholic, they're not uh, other denominations, they're subscribers to the Christ Pill. Um, Obey Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Essentially, it was the crux of most of the message. But I found listening to the space that there's actually a lot of disagreements in their space uh, amongst those that are trying to push the Christian bill. A lot of the solutions that they offer um, are not very good, in my opinion, and they're flicking boogers at the right bill. Um, I'm not a big fan, so let me be clear, clear. I'm not a big fan of all of these different pills of association the orange pill, the green pill, the white pill, the red pill, the purple pill, all of these pills. To me, I spent time in the space. I know many of the creators very well. I no longer choose to collaborate with them, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, I'll let you know why I left and what I saw um, when we get into the fatal flaws of the red pill in the manosphere. Um, but these Christian pillar guys, which are bickering back and forth with the red pill guys on social media, mostly on Twitter X, um, the main issue that they seem to take is that it's uh, degenerate. Uh, you know, encouraging guys to avoid marriage, uh, stay away from women on a long-term basis, uh, indulge in degeneracy, promiscuity, things like that. You know, they, you know, they're complaining that red pillars are saying, um, you know, they're, ta- they're, they're telling men to avoid uh, promiscuous women, yet they're making them, you know, promiscuous by indulging in them. So I think there's some reasonable pushback that they've made, but they keep going on about how their club is the best club, and you know there's nothing but degeneracy in the red pill, uh, and everybody should join their club. 
but there's just as many flaws, if not many more, um, with the Christian faith. Um, it relies on a lot of hope. So let's start with that. It relies on the hope that um, if you marry a hope, she's going to repent of her sins and never go back to her old ways. Uh, that if you take vows before the church of God, that that will continue in perpetuity and she'll never change her, change her mind about you if she believes strongly enough in Christ and the Christ Bible and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and of course, they talk about leading and being masculine, which are all really important things too. Um, but there's a lot of hope that uh, is out there. And when I asked them, I think it was Chase uh, that the question came up. But if you don't know who he is, he's the sovereign broad guy that's on whatever. You can go about it back to last week's show. I'm sure that you'll recognize him if you've seen the whatever podcast because he's out in Santa Barbara area. Um, they, they don't even know um, what laws are hostile towards men. They just say get married. March, march in the marriage and go and do it and you know, grow up and be a man. Um, is essentially most of the message. I'm going to ask them, like, you know, do you understand why there's problems and why laws need to be reformed? reformed? What laws should be reformed? What kind of reform should exist? He didn't have any answers. He's like, I truthfully don't know much about divorce and divorce law. Um, so it relies on a lot of hope. Let's just hope everything works out. And I've always said hope is a terrible plan. Um, it's not what I recommend. I think that you should make informed decisions as a man. That's what I do. I'm a, I'm a Generally, slightly older uh, man than most of my viewers, and more of a seasoned fellow, a little bit of salt and pepper in life. And I've made some mistakes, and I've made some good choices as well. And I continue to make better choices, or more better, more better. Is that even a thing? I continue to make more of more of my choices tend to be better than worse nowadays. So I offer some of that wisdom to you guys, uh, which is what I've provided in the book and many of these podcasts and interviews that I've done. Yada yada yada. So yeah, I didn't I didn't get a lot of um, I mean, at the end, they're all extra influence so about each other club, basically. And I'm like, I'm not joining your club, it kind of sucks. Um, there's, there's too many problems with you know, the Christian bill, and it, it goes back to fixing the church first. Again, I said the original scripture seems to be good, uh, and it seems to be a pretty good set of rules. Uh, but with all the infighting and the drama, and oh, that's not a real Christian, or that's not a real Catholic, or that's not a real whatever. Um, and the solutions they come up with are just batshit crazy. Like, uh, you know, a guy that was running a Christian dating site uh, match up uh, body counts of men and women. So if he's been with 10, then match her up with that guy if she's been with 10. Um, it, it completely overlooks family law, the need for reform, protection measures that need to be in, in place. Um, it's basically, they usually come up with... Um, Let's remove no-fault divorce, which really changes nothing. It just it just makes it harder for them to get divorced, but it doesn't change any of their underlying laws, which are problematic and hostile towards uh, men, and more specifically fathers, where they get screwed. Uh, the today's church for them constantly uh, censors many of the original scriptures. For example, um, women must submit to their men. Uh, modern churches today are uh, censoring that phrase. They're, they're modifying or trying to be more progressive or updating the language. And, you know, they're filled with mostly beta males. You know, I said during the show that it seems mostly to be a, a beta factory. And the women that are in those spaces are either usually older women or women that have made a whole ton of bad choices in their youth, you know, in their 20s, decided to get right with God, go to the church, and now they're there. Uh, with three kids from three different fathers and a body count of like, you know, dozens now, dozens upon dozens usually. And the church is saying, you know, wipe up these house. Um, 
the argument that I made on the show that a lot of people didn't like was you can go and put 200,000 kilometers on a car, you can uh, roll back the odometer to zero, you can punch out the dents, clean up the paint, replace the carpets, put new ones in. The car still has 200,000 kilometers on it. You can rebrand it and repaint it as new. It's still been used and had a whole bunch of owners in it. So I don't believe the whole, you know, you can repent for your sins for not being chased, you know, before marriage, and God will forgive you. Sure, maybe, but she's still out. Uh, that car still has a whole bunch of clicks on the clock, even though you wind it back to zero. So that's kind of a recap of last week. Flipping the script, um, let's go to any of flaws with the red pill. So, in master, which I have called the animal swap, which we'll come to understand why. Excuse me. Drink my beverage. My lovely beverage. You'll know, be drinking. Just a bunch of amino acids. It's actually my um, unplugged alpha uh, lime instead of aminos. I try to have at least a dose a day sometimes, too. It's um, a super chat over here. Media says, um, it just seems like these men in the manosphere spew drama like it's nobody's business to expand their audience. Pathetic. Second edition, your book was great, by the way. Left a five-star review. Oh, man, I appreciate that. The greatest compliment you could ever give me is leaving a five-star review of the book, along with some written comments letting other guys know what value you got out of the book. Um, yes, and I agree with you. Um, that is one of the issues that I take with the Manosphere. And I'm going to talk about why the surveys in the comments and what a net promoter score is and why that's important, um, you know, and the PR issue that it has in a little bit. But the drama that is uh, in that space collectively is absolutely absurd. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. There's constantly, there's constant bickering and infighting and my system's better than your system and I'm a better pickup artist and I've got more ladies than you've got and that guy's a virgin and what, how can that guy, you know, dispense advice, he's only got a notch count of 42, blah, blah, blah. Like it, it's, it's just constant back and forth bickering and childishness and it's absolutely positively absurd. It's exhausting. It's like dealing with uh, little girls. I think teenage girls, if I'm being honest, are probably better than the behavior that I've seen in the red pill in the manuscript. So that's, so that's one of the problems. It, it, it does have a public relations issue. Um, I have a policy, which I've expressed for years now, that I do not work with losers or people that work with losers. Um, so okay, let me give you some examples of what I've seen to sort of um, give you some ideas. So this is what you will see if you spend time in the manosphere with the red pill. So again, the, the Christian pillar guys are really just saying, we don't like it because it's degenerate and you're telling guys not to get married. Well, I, I also tell guys not to get married. I think marriage is a stupid idea in the modern world for men. It's a very good, good idea for women. Uh, all that women have to do is marry a successful guy that's not a loser and she's fine. Even if it doesn't work out, she'll be well taken care of on the exit. Um, marriage is a very, very good deal for women today. It is not a good deal for men. There's way too many, too, way too many variables. There's way too many, many men that I've talked to over the years uh, that have been destroyed by the family courts, alienated from their kids, had their wealth robbed from them, um, renting in, in, in an apartment while you know he's he's funding her new life and some new guy is spending more t more time with his kids than he gets to spend. Um, so there's there's some serious serious flaws with it, and the Christian cause doesn't have any solutions. Uh, they're not doing anything about it. They're talking about, yes, we agree that uh, as long as there's divorce and there's problems, that there will be a need for the red blood. I think is what Chase said, and maybe misquoting. You can go back to last week's podcast and watch. 
Um, but that being said, nobody's changing that. Um, so where where are the crusaders that are fixing all the issues with uh, marriage and family law? Because that seems to be like the main contentious issues. We're not we're not getting guys, uh, you know, signing up for our club, Christian Bill, uh, and reproducing and having a bunch of kids so that we can have more Christian pillars in the future um, as part of that club. So until you fix marriage, you're not going to be able to convince rational, logical. Uh, men that have unplugged to sign up for a really, really bad deal. Um, so there's that. Um, there's the, the, then there's also the aspect of what they talk about often, which is degeneracy. But here's what I've seen beyond those issues. And I don't think not getting married is, is really, um, like it's not a form of accomplishment. You know, they, you know, they settle like, well, you know, where's your wife and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, dude, that's not like, you know, the final boss. It's not like finishing the game and you've been awarded like the final prize. Um, most men in marriages today, they're either they're either divorced, they're in the process of getting divorced, or they're stuck in an unhappy marriage that doesn't fulfill them with a difficult, disagreeable boss bitch um, that creates misery for them. Um, so it's not this hallelujah place. Like the whole holier than thou, I'm married and I, and I subscribe to the Christian pillars my wife sort of thing. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, look, if it's working for you and it's working for you a long period of time, DM me or send me an email. You know, my contact details are on the YouTube channel. You should know where to find me. And uh, let's find out what the secret sauce is to your wonderful marriage. Um, and let's you know, see what protection measures are in place to prevent uh, you know, divorce rape. I'm happy to talk to all sides of the argument and the equation. Anyway, going back to the areas of the manosphere, the male swamp, as I like to call it, uh, that is very, very problematic. Anyone seeing a low frame rate, very low. Um, don't know what to tell you guys. It's probably stream yard. Um, yeah, the problematic areas. Here we go. Problematic areas. So here's a few of them that... I've made some notes on that you would only see if you were to indulge and spend time with these guys. Um, 2014 was when I started the channel. A few years into the channel, somebody said to me, Rich, you should do a video on the kind of women out to date. They really liked my content. They thought my advice uh, that I was dispensing was good, and they wanted to hear an opinion on, um, I guess, what flags women. Um, so I made a video on that, and it blew up. And then I got sucked into um, the Manosphere. I didn't know what the hell the Manosphere was. It sounded like a gay nightclub to me. Um, there's apparently a president of the Manosphere that nobody elected, uh, which is also another problem as well. He's, he's a bit of a weirdo. Um, but there's a whole bunch of stuff beyond that. So here's a few notes that I have. Uh, guys will claim that their dating system allows them to only date gorgeous women, but are revealed to be in a relationship with an average at best woman many of them older than the guys, and even single mothers. Another one, uh, many have criminal records, and in some cases have been forced to move and flee their home country or running from the law. Another one, uh, claim to be a multimillionaire with several successful businesses, only to be discovered to be living at home with family completely broke. Yes, I was at his house, and I saw it firsthand. Uh, have a sorry, have gotten socially awkward men incarcerated for following their dating systems and techniques. You can go look this up on Google. There's several articles 
guys on the spectrum uh, in trial and the pickup artists that sold them the course and the cold approach stuff is nowhere to be seen because they flee the country. Um, so there's, so let's just keep going. Let's keep going, right? Um, Warns you against inviting single mothers into your life and lies about marrying one and covertly invites a single mother into their own life, which, by the way, was also older than him. There's a lot of drama around all of these things, you know, a lot, a lot of the infighting. Another one, this uh, is a world-class pickup artist that can teach you to seduce and sleep with beautiful women is exposed for hiring prostitutes to be paid actors in their boot camps. So these are pickup artists. Uh, usually in uh, large cities, they hold these boot camps. Um, paid actors in boot camps to be seduced and sleep with these paying students. Now, in many cases, the pickup artists won't even sleep with the prostitutes prior to placing them for the students to sleep with, so they scratch their itch first. So their own students that they're paying for to learn skills to seduce, who are usually socially awkward barks or nerds that, that haven't leveled up their life, they haven't gotten the seven spokes of a high-value man that I talk about in the chapter in my book, uh, in the updated version, that's the second edition only. Um, they get them in a scenario where they pay thousands of dollars to come out to, I don't know, mentor a city, and then these PUAs will hire prostitutes, bang them first, and then give their sloppy seconds to these guys in these events. Again, this is all factual. Uh, another one tells you to do the work, lift weights, eat clean, go get some restful sleep, but will stay up the entire night, gets lethal suction to remove belly fat because they're too lazy to do the work themselves. Relentlessly going on about how to have a strong frame in a long-term relationship. I spent an entire weekend with this guy. And how important it is. We'll sell, he'll sell advice on how to do it. Yet is revealed during that weekend to have no frame in his own relationship. And his girlfriend at that time capitalized his time with excessive drama into perpetuity that weekend. Uh, another one says to have an amazing bisexual girlfriend that is compliant, loving, and brings other women into the bedroom for threesomes. Yet has been exposed to have an abusive girlfriend that physically assaults and batters him. I saw the text exchanges on this one. Tells men never to listen to the dating advice of female dating coaches. If you go back in the manosphere, uh, 2017, 18, 19, 20, and around then, um, there was a lot of uh, uniform conversations around, you know, it's a men's space, so let's keep it that way. And they would say, you know, don't work with female dating coaches, don't take the advice of women and dating coaches. And now, many of them today work with these female dating coaches. Uh, another one. Tells men they are legends for betting. Sorry. Tells men that they themselves are legends for betting. Thousand plus beautiful women. Then they'll admit that some of these women that they had sex with were transsexuals and born as biological men. And one of my favorites, and I'll get to the last two in a second, is calls men that sends money simps to OnlyFans women. Yet, it was found out that the manager of an OnlyFans agency is getting money for his girls from the same guy that calls these OnlyFans uh, guys, you know, subscribers since. I could not believe it when I saw this one. There was literally a tweet calling these guys simps, and then the manager of these OnlyFans girls, you can take a guess who it might be, uh, sent me a screenshot of this guy's email with his name in the email. It was clearly him making a monthly subscription payments to his OnlyFans agency to one of his girls. And let's not forget about the uh, dipshit 
that was unable to uh, close or or rejected him in the nightclub, and he took the glass that he was drinking his beverage from and smashed it into her face. I could keep going with many, many more guys. The point being is the stuff that the um, that the uh, the Christian pill guys are criticizing the red pill and manosphere for. Um, like that's just the that's just the tip of the iceberg, and there's a significant PR issue that the uh, manosphere and you know the red pill itself deals with today as a consequence of that. Let's talk about net promoter score. Um, so you'll notice on social media and even on the community tab of the YouTube channel, let me just pull it up real quick so you can get a uh, idea of what it looks like. Present share screen. So this is the gold standard that is used uh, by Fortune 500 companies uh, to assess what their clientele, what their users think of their business. Um, it's, it's defined. So the system was put together in 2003, excuse me. And um, since then, I think it's been adopted by close to 70%, if not more now, of Fortune 500 companies. Um, if you've ever done a, uh, like, call your cell phone provider or your bank, you often at the end of the phone call are um, asked by the representative, uh, you know, thanks for calling us today, hope you have a wonderful day, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's a quick survey uh, we'd like you to take at the end of it. It's usually something along the lines of, on a scale of 1 to 10, or usually 1 to 5 if you're using a cell phone, just so it's 5 digits. On a scale of 1 to whatever, how likely is it that you would recommend our company uh, to your friends, family, or a business associate. So the way that the net promoter score works is you basically take your promoters, which are your nines and tens, and you subtract, sorry, it's a percentage of promoters, which are your nines and tens here. And you know, this is a survey in the entrepreneurs and cars community tab. It'll make this a little bit bigger for you guys. There you go. Um, so it's on the entrepreneurs and cars community tab over here. And uh, there was a few comments over here, and you know, most people are saying you know the exact same thing. But um, nine to tens are promoters, so it's fairly like, likely that they would recommend. So what I did was I asked Manosphere Red Pill creators to your friends, family, or uh, business associates. Nine to tens are promoters, so they're, they're very likely to say, hey, you know, you should check out this creator. Here's a video. Here's a book, sort of thing. The sevens and eights are a difference, meaning they don't love it, they don't hate it. And the ones to sixes are the detractors, meaning they're not interested at all. Now, if you're familiar with me and my book, you also know that I've talked about this concept in the book on trying to assess genuine earning desire. So the way that you calculate the net promoter score is you take the percentage of promoters and you subtract the percentage of the detractors. So 26%, because you don't count the indifference, they don't matter, they neither, they neither like nor dislike you. Uh, so you take your promoters and you minus the percentage of detractors. And that'll give you a number from minus 100 to positive 100. Okay? And in this uh, scope of things where we have 3,000 votes, it's a minus 26. Now, what is a good net promoter score is the next question. And the, a good net promoter score, let me pull this out of the screen here. Uh, stop screen. Uh, so the creators of the metric, uh, so anything above a zero is considered a good slash average. Anything above 20 is great. Anything above 50 is excellent. And anything above 80 is what's considered world class. So very few companies score an 80 or above. 
when it comes to the net promoter score assessment. Again, this is just how likely are you to recommend this thing to people in your inner circle, your friends, your families, and your business associates. How, how likely would I be to recommend a, a newspaper, a, a TV show on Netflix, uh, a cell phone provider, a bank? It doesn't really matter. You can apply this to pretty much any metric. And again, you know, if you've read my book, you see how I've helped you try to distinguish what genuine burning desire is from that aspect, from, like, from, from women. So the number is minus 26 for the manosphere. And I ran it on uh, Twitter, and uh, you know, you'll see the poll up on the top right of the live chat. Let me just see where it's trending here because i got to open another window. Um, so it's, it's going to be 34. Sorry, 33 minus 34, so it's also a minus number, um, which is interesting because most of you would not recommend uh, creators from the manosphere with a red pill to somebody. And I know there's a notion that, hey, you know, you don't talk about this thing. It's like Fight Club or people have to find it on their own, blah, 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 blah. But the reality of it all is that there's a there's a group of people that have these conversations that most people are not willing to recommend to other people. Maybe their experiences they don't reciprocate, they don't like the idea, they don't adopt it, they shun it. There's a whole bunch of reasons, uh, but at the end of the day, they're unlikely to recommend it as a as a remedy to something they're dealing with. You need a cell phone. Sure, I have, a, I have a recommendation, a cell phone company. You make, um, you know, commercial bank, you need a commercial bank. Sure, I can make a recommendation. Um, is there a certain book for entrepreneurship that you can recommend? Yes, there's, there's certain books that get recommended more than others, you know, for example. I think if you did a, um, like I've got 48 Laws of Power over here on my shelf. I think that if you were to survey um, people that have read the 48 Laws of Power and ask them if they would recommend the book to others, it, it would probably have a very high rating as well. So, with that being said, it can be used for just about anything. So, others will argue, oh, no, it can't be used. I would say, you're an idiot. It can be used in all metrics. So, here on the uh, channel, it's, it's only got a few votes, 102 votes. If you guys want to hit the, uh, the poll and take that vote right now, I'll tell you exactly what the net promoter, promoter score is of the viewers watching this right now. There's a few hundred of you guys watching. There's only 103 votes. So, take the poll right now before I do that. Um, but it's pretty consistent on Twitter, on Facebook, on the YouTube uh, end of things, and it's not good. Minus 26 is abysmal. So to give you a reference from my scope of things, um, when I had my business coach, when I was introduced to this, and it's considered the ultimate question, like if you're an entrepreneur and you run a business, you should know what your net promoter score is. Right? You should know what your users think of your product, service, information, knowledge, you know, whatever it happens to be that you're selling. You should know this. Um, there's a book on the topic. It's, it's called The Ultimate Question, or you can just search on Amazon for Net Promoter Score and you'll find the book. I can't remember the author's name, but it's pretty easy to find. Um, you don't even need the book to figure out how to calculate. You can just Google what's a Net Promoter Score. If you use SurveyMonkey, for example, um, you know, one of the most well-known uh, like aggregators of uh, data, you know, you want to collect uh, surveys, they actually have Net Promoter Score built into it, like it's native. So it's, it's very easy for you to survey uh, anybody that you want, you know, for those results. So to give you some some perspective on what a good company looks like, because I happen to run good companies, um, total debt freedom, my debt settlement company, I used to routinely survey uh, customers for our net promoter score, and then I would incentivize and pay my employees based on the score. The higher the score was, the more money they would make. 
Because the idea is you want raving fans. You want your customers to recommend your product or service to other people. Uh, the main sphere, you know, the rental, whatever you want to call it today, should want their, uh, their ideas to be recommended to others. Um, the problem being is there's, there's a lot of problems. We'll get to those in a minute. But the problem being is that it's not. Uh, and it ends up with an abysmal score like minus 26. So the votes have gone up on that. Let's just quickly see what it is. So it's 31% of you guys uh, are saying that it's very likely. So we just take the percentage of uh, promoters minus the detractors, minus 36, and that's minus 5. So it doesn't matter where I collect the data from, it always seems to be a minus number. I've never seen a minus number in anything ever when that promoter score is taken. Um, we used to have conversations about this in EO and you know, many of my colleagues when we met for forum. Um, and we would aim for a minimum of 50 to 60. Uh, 80 would be amazing. If you get work 80, then you're a world-class organization. What you're doing is well-recognized by your users as very good, and they're very likely to recommend you to other people. When I was doing that some of the business, our net promoter score was always in the 80s. I think the highest I ever saw it was like 88, 89. Uh, but it was usually like 85, 86. Uh, we had one customer service rep whose net promoter score was like 91. It was phenomenal. I've never seen anything like that. Um, so that was world class. That, was, that, that business was when I was running a world class business. Uh, I recently did a, um, a forum, kind of a convention, last weekend. Uh, it was the 20th, 21st of January. Uh, for those that attended, thank you for coming. I uh, really appreciated meeting many of you. Uh, I know that you had a fantastic time. It was my first kick at the can. I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I really didn't. Um, it was a test. I didn't know how to price it. I didn't know if the event space was perfect. I wasn't sure if the food was going to be right. Uh, I didn't even know if the audience was going to appreciate all the speakers that I put together for the event. But lo and behold, when I took the, the uh, survey at the end and I asked the ultimate question on a scale of one, 0 to 10, uh, how likely would, would it be that you would recommend this event to friends, family, or business associate? Uh, the net promoter score came back at 84, which I was very pleased with. Again, anything over 80 is considered a world-class uh, event organization. Um, whatever you want to call it, the, the end user is very, very likely to recommend it to other people. Let's go back to the middle swamp. A minus number. It has a significant problem. I tried to fix it. I, I tried to collab with people that I thought were good people that were interested in, um, you know, getting the message out and improving it. And I saw what the knowledge did for me that I took. I saw what the knowledge did that I took from Evo Psych. I saw what the knowledge uh, that I took from observing behavior from this lens did for my life. And I legitimately wanted to improve the space. Um, I can't work there anymore, though, right? You know, I don't even want to have any association. Um, it has a president that nobody elected. It has events that are filled with um, not good men that are good at being men. They're neither of those things. Again, some of the information is usually it's very, very good. Um, I would argue it's probably better than looking at data that evil psych uh, scholars put together. A lot of this is just, uh, you know, they're like stalling on the numbers. You know, it's like, oh, well, uh, you know, I had um, Alex on from Date Psych. Um, you know, he's a Twitter character, he's a YouTube channel as well. And he collected some data on deal breakers, you know, for example, that um, showed up on his surveys uh, for men and women. 
And I was going through survey results and I was seeing things like, um, you know, broke, uh, kind of sloppy appearance, bad pictures. You know, there's about 35 of them. And I said to him, I go, dude, where is height on this? Why did height not show up with women disqualifying men? He said, I don't know. But we know in real life that women routinely disqualify men based on height. So you can't rely on evil psych alone for providing useful information. Uh, I think you need to plug the people that are being uh, surveyed into um, lie detectors, you know, because I think that women have to manage their reputation. They don't want to come off as saying, oh, I'm judgmental because of height when they're asked. I mean, you see these uh, people interviewed in the street, and they're not always, uh, you know, giving you the straightforward answers. Um, so there's a little bit of flaws over there. Um, but overwhelmingly, there's a PR issue. And if you're not willing to fix the PR issue and cut out the cancer and remove it from the space and disassociate from it, it's going to be a shit space. That's just like, like that guy said earlier over here, um, where did the super chat go here? Was, this dude over here is like, it's, it's nothing but drama. It's drama, it's buy my NFT, uh, you know, buy my uh, pickup artist course on seduction. That guy's a whatever, you know, call each other names all day long. All of these things routinely exist in the space. And I think uh, good men that are also good at being men are tired of that. They just don't want anything to do with it. It's, it's, it's not their, it's not something that you want to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of it. Why the fuck would I want to associate with guys that, you know, get rejected, but let's say that they have seduction skills, but when they get rejected by women, they smash a glass in the face of a woman. That's not a good man. That's not a man that's good at being a man. That's a piece of shit. Why would I want to associate with somebody that's running from the law uh, or, or gets his end users incarcerated with his systems or hires prostitutes to, you know, deceive these people? Again, some of the information is good. It really is. But if you're not the best version of yourself, if you haven't built yourself up, if you haven't done the work, like I say, like I talk about in my book, again, the chapter on the seven spokes of a highly uh, valuable men make all the sense that you need to know. You have to be unplugged. You have to have your looks sorted. You have to have your money sorted. You have to have some degree of status. You have to have a good amount of game. You have to have frame when it comes to dealing with women. And you have to have captivation. Right? Those are the seven spokes. You haven't read the book, read the book. It's easy to find, right? Just go to Amazon, unplugged Alpha, Rich Cooper, you'll find it. Get the second edition. That's that's the final and finished edition. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, do you guys understand why, you know, I make these statements, right? I mean, why would anybody want to associate with a space that has such bad, has such a bad reputation? And it continues to have a bad reputation. It's why... You'll never see, I mean, never seen ever, you know, as I say, but it's why you've never seen um, many of these people on big name podcasts like Joe Rogan's podcast, right? It's why you'll see uh, the academics in the space tend to dis disassociate from um, these types of creators. You know, they call them uh, degenerates, they call them. Um, uh, incels, they call them nihilistic, they call them, uh, you know, creators of, um, you know, these school shootings. Um, I can't remember the organization, but there was a press piece that was put out in the last couple months. Something along the lines of where the American government compared um, manosphere creators 
uh, two terrorists. Yeah, it happened. They, it, there's an active organization actually out there that's aggregated and categorized the problem uh, makers in that space and essentially said uh, these guys are as dangerous as terrorists. Uh, the radicalizing men, uh, they use words like toxic masculinity, um, you know, all this uh, stuff. And some of it, you know, like, look, man, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it, you know, like the little birds of a feather flock together. If you want to stand out from the turkeys, you got to soar like an eagle. And that's the problem with the manosphere. They, nobody in that space, when I was having the conversations around, look, we need to, you know, set some standards around here and not fucking work with some of these retards. There was nobody that was willing to do that. It was like, you know, I would be on a panel and there would be somebody on the panel and be like, why is this person here? And the answer I would get, oh, he's you know, really good at this, that, or the other thing. And I would only find out later what a piece of shit they were, right? So people go, well, why don't you, you know, work in that space anymore? It's because it sucks, right? It's because, again, most of the guys are not good men or good at being men. There's a handful that I still talk to from time to time. There's a handful that are like, hey, I got a new book, do you want to talk about it? Or, hey, uh, I got a new supplement, do you want to talk about it? It's like, no, dude, I hope you're doing well. I want you to eat. I just don't want to eat at the same table as you in front of people. It's, it's just, it's not a good look for me. Right. Um, I'm on. I'm on a different path. I'm on a different mission. I'm playing a different game. Um, I'm one of the guys that uses his real name. You, you, guys, you go out there and Google the shit out of me. You won't find any dirt on me. Like you'll find all these other guys that hide behind avatars and fake names. There's a reason why people use avatars and fake names. It's because they have something to hide. And it turns out it's quite a lot. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do some Q and A here. I'm going to get rid of this uh, poll and poll. Let's close that up. Let's copy the Streamyard link and call in and ask me any question. So we'll open the line up for uh, call-ins. You guys can hit that link on YouTube. If you're watching elsewhere, just go to YouTube and watch over there. Here, I'll grab the link. I'll put it in the whole chat for you if you're on uh, Twitter's, Twitches, Facebook's, whatever. Uh, YouTube link. So hit subscribe over there. And again, like I said, the, the, the partner manager at YouTube is, is telling me, Rich, if you want to get more reach, um, push this, right? They're saying push the join, you know, push the membership. Dudes, I created the lowest lowest price tier membership that I can, which is 99 cents a month. So let's see if they push it out. Let's see if the algorithms uh, become a little more loving, right? Um, does that make sense? Have I clarified things for you guys? I mean, I don't think it, it can be any clearer. There's a serious PR issue. Just like the Christian Pillar guys have a serious PR issue with their club. Um, the, the holier than thou attitude from the Christian pillars is no different than the, you know, our solutions better than everybody else from the man swamp or the red pill. Um, you want to invite people to join your club and hang out with you and be a part of it, fix it. Cut out the cancer, get rid of the riffraff, vet, you know, your, your uh, membership better, 
and stick to a congruent message. Um, but I tried. It didn't happen. So I walked. That's why I don't do that shit anymore. Um, I'm, I'm adjacent. You know, people go, oh, are you red pill rich? Sure, I've been red pill. Yes, I have. Uh, but I see truth and lies. I don't see pill colors. I don't see clubs. I don't see. I don't see any of that bullshit because it's, it's mostly bullshit. It's, it's some branding, right? Like everybody's got their own branding, myself included. Um, I'm just very, very careful with my branding and who I want to associate with and who I'm going to talk to and the conversations that I want to have. Um, mine are similar, but I am adjacent to it. I'm not part of it. I won't be a part of a fucking circus. I won't participate in a circus. And I'm not going to be a clown for entertainment purposes or for drama, which is what a lot of people seem to like in that space. Um, so if that space that's watching right now, because I know a lot of you mofos like to watch my shit still, I made it very clear. Fix your shit. It's very straightforward. Fix your shit. Right? Hold people in your, you know, your, your, your peers that you sit shoulder to shoulder with on panel shows accountable to standards. I get rid of people that don't that don't stick to my standards in my community. I've I've let people go over the years. Oh, you want to collab with those fucking losers? Okay, make a choice. Do you want to hang out with them or do you want to hang out with the boys? Right? And make them let go. You don't chat anymore. Often they'll come back. I've I've kept the screenshots. I've I've got the messages to prove it. Often they've come back after the fact and be like, yeah, we fucked up. Is you know, is it cool if we rejoin? You know, I think I made a mistake. No. No. Pretty straightforward, right? Be very, very clear with your messaging. Be impeccable with your word. Uh, you know, it's an old uh, segment of the book, uh, The Four Agreements. Um, not a fantastic book, but I think a good, um, you know, guidebook overall. Be impeccable with your word. You know, be very clear and straightforward. Have I updated my beliefs over time? Um, sure, absolutely. Shit that I believe, you know, five years ago, I might have changed my opinion on today. Um, same thing happens from 10 years ago. So I'll stand by what I said at the time, 100%. Um, but you don't find, uh, you know, there's guys that have been incarcerated because of my work and my book. You won't find uh, me running from the law. Um, you know, you won't find news articles and pieces out there about me smashing a glass into a girl's face because I've been rejected. You won't find any of that. You know, you won't find that I've had uh, liposuction done to remove belly fat because I'm too lazy to fucking work out or change my diet. You won't find any of that. You'll find that elsewhere. You won't find it with me. And, and yet, not every creator in that space is a loser, but almost all the creators in that space work with these losers. To this day, to this day, like literally yesterday, somebody forwarded me a clip on a video of one of the big names in that space who was bigging up and praising the piece of shit that smashed the glass into a woman's face when he was rejected. Okay. So, you guys take it for what it's worth. Uh, let's get a super chat real quick. You're ready to go, Mr. Cooper. Thanks for being a surrogate dad in lieu of the one I never had. I think I speak for a lot of men here when I say I have my MSF course this weekend. I don't know what the MSF course is, but uh, all the best with that. I'm going to run the, uh, the ad real quick and uh, come back and start taking some callers again. If you guys have a call-in question and you want to ask me something, 
Uh, the link is pinned at the top of the live chat on YouTube. Do that. I'll be on probably for another 45 minutes or so, taking any question you guys want to ask me. So uh, bring it on and let's chop it up. Uh, I'll be back in like a minute and a half. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Office Supplements and Brownrite Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you will want to use the Unplugged Office Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders, or use coupon code ALPHA10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. And I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone experts to maximize attractiveness, to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, let's do this. Let's do Q&A. Uh, let's hit Jeremy first. We've got a few others in queue. Again, if you guys want to ask me any question, the, the uh, StreamYard link to call in and ask a question is pinned at the top of the live chat on YouTube. You should be watching these live instead of on the replay, but I understand that everybody can. But here we go. Let's see what Jeremy's got for us. Jeremy, what's up, buddy? Rich, thanks for getting me out of here, man. My brother recommended you. Uh, I'm currently going through a divorce. Um, hopefully, probably won't end it this year, but uh, thanks, man. My for recommending me to you, and your books really helped me just to get through some of this. Awesome. Um, an, another um, topic I, I don't know if you've ever talked about is, and it kind of relates to your, uh, your show yesterday about, you know, the, the Christ pill and everything. Um, it's uh, spirituality and meditation. Um, there's this guy uh, by the name of Sadhguru, uh, Indian guy, you know, they have ear looking, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but... Um, and I tell you what, I've, I've had a lot of anger issues over my uh, past years, and uh, a lot of his, um, just his book has really helped me, um, and meditation has really helped me, and I just didn't know if you had any experience with that, and maybe if you could share with some of your viewers, because it's really helped me, and um, I don't know if you've ever gone down that rabbit hole. Um, I'm talking to... I mean, not, not huge, like I'm not a spiritual guru, like Crystal, sure. like uh, dudes like that, but... I'm, you know, I definitely see uh, myself as a spiritual being. Uh, consciousness certainly exists. Um, I've indulged in psychedelics, uh, guided, you know, with a proper practitioner. Uh, and, um, it's been it's been great. Um, I think that guys could work through years of trauma and bullshit that they try to fix with um, psychotherapy. You know, sitting in front of like uh, 
like the APA is, is leaving guidelines for these people to basically treat men like they're toxic and, you know, women need to be worshipped and stuff like that. So um, you could spend years on therapy or you could do uh, like a hero's dose of psilocybin with somebody that can guide you properly and probably fix all those problems a lot faster without any of the bullshit trauma. Um, so, yeah, yeah, am I into that? For sure. I'm not, I'm not a uh, man of God. You know, I don't, I don't hijack. I don't, I don't have anybody that uh, is, that, you know, subscribes to it. But I don't do hope. And I always, uh, you know, put myself first. So, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's... No, I, I guess I want to get your take on it because, you know, a lot of what um, Sakura says is, like, it all starts with men, right? Like, if you start, like, any talks about, about like, you know, religions and how oh, that's not the answer, sending the blame upstairs, like, to God, oh, that's, he's the problem, or someone else is the problem, no, dude, it starts here, and, and that's really what it comes down to, and I think a lot of that correlates with your book, and, um, you know, fixing yourself and making yourself better is, is a word I want to really begin, so, um, more of a comment than anything, but, um, uh, you know, again, I wanted to get your take on it and see what your experiences, uh, experience was with that, so, um, Yes, I'm feminist in that role. 
is that we want and the basic premise behind the police and law enforcement is that you're not you need a bigger set stronger type of band to come carry your process, right? Which is something you nearly know feminists will get to. So um so the talks about my feminists I feel the call my my brain, my institute taught me to pursue my first passion, if you will, law enforcement human trafficking. But as I have a lack of tangible results in that department, meanwhile, self driving, city hall work, contesting learning, need to be comfortable. So, what would you say to that public? How long have you been trying to get into that area of law enforcement? Um, I was born here as a kid, so eight years old, I had this matter to me. I was just trying to get in. The minimum age requirement is 21, so when I was 18, I was working security. I went up to armed security, I figured out that they really good. Um, so we worked with a lot of uh, Christians and prisons, or the church department. But um, I had my daughter in high school for the last five years, and she's been a nightmare. Like you see, you see uh, a total climate change in terms of society, especially everything towards law enforcement. So I still have to desire but um, it, I feel it's not going to feed me so to speak right now. So you, so you plan to become a cop to get you started there? I still made a cop, I can tell you. And what happened there? Why are you? Because you're not uh, a person of uh, ethnic invisibility or whatever they're calling it now, DEI or whatever it is. I, I wish I could tell you. I, um, I get all the way up to the end of it, so I know my background checks. Um, a lot of problems are to keep I remember I applied for Border Patrol because that would be a really good segue into human trafficking. That kind of work. And Border Patrol, you know, they're, I don't know, but you know about it, but basically they're supposed to have some sporting pair of illegals on the border that they're going off. So, kind of got to be into that. But um, I'm just looking at the world around me, and I realize it wasn't, wasn't what I was envisioned as a child, which, you know, no shock there. But, um, I'm going to rationalize between the CDM work, which I can do just fine to pay the bills, but it doesn't, doesn't leave me mentally satisfied. I always ask myself, like, what am I, I'm going to have to answer myself for the goals when I'm dying. Do I do the best I could with my life right now? Well, you know, here's the interesting thing about that is as you get older, your opinions and your interests will evolve and change. So what you like today, what you want to do today in your early 20s won't be the same in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. I can tell you that from experience. Um, so there's that. Um, the problem with law enforcement today, as you've experienced, is, um, like, first of all, you're not respected and regarded anymore by society and culture. You're hated, right? If you wear a badge and you carry it on, it's law enforcement and serve protect. Even in you know trafficking realms like outside of conventional law enforcement, um, you're generally not admired and res or respected by society and culture today. I had um, you know after the whole um, George Floyd thing, I had um, a panel of uh, cops on um, one of my podcasts. I can't remember which episode it was. You know it was, but you can search both of my channels and, and find it on one of them for sure. And the overwhelming consensus from all of them was they were either uh, going to wait for the retirement pension, which was a few years down the road, or they were going to exit law enforcement, and they didn't encourage young men 
young uh, straight white males to enter into law enforcement just because it's so hostile towards them. Um, paperwork, every time you do anything, everybody's filming you, they make up shit, they provoke you, they taunt you. Uh, it's just not a good career to get into, so there's that. And you're also finding probably that they're not hard. Like, how many times have you applied? You said border patrol, you said police, like, how, how many different law enforcement branches did you apply in? So 15 in five years, and none of them took you on. And what was the one for? And why do you take it? Actually, I have not to be extent I could. I could try 
that's that's a tough one because I mean you want to get into a space that doesn't value you and won't respect you publicly to solve a problem that is a real problem. That again, nobody's going to clap when you solve that problem. Like nobody's going to applaud you for doing that. Right? It's only you patting yourself on the back and maybe the department. So. I mean, if you really want it that bad, it's like, how bad do you want it? Because if you want it that bad, you're going to find a way to make it happen, or you're going to find an excuse as to why it didn't happen, right? So if you want it that bad, take a look at other states, take a, you know, take a look at federal agencies, make sure your resume is uh, tight and it's, you know, it's got everything that they're looking for. Make sure your background check is clean and clear, um, and just keep leaning into it, man. I mean, you, you know, you're still young, so there's still a strong potential for them to look at you in that uh, space. What about military branches, man? Have you looked at that? I have. Um, I know that you're a Canadian, right? Yeah. So you, you're not particularly versed in American military politics, but um, it's saying they have transgenders and lesbians as a marketing technique for the military. I have not spoken to them in the military. He's told me right away as fast as he can, don't join. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what the cops are saying too, right? Like they're saying it's 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 not it's not a good job anymore, right? It's it's pretty hostile, and we're just you know we're just sticking it until we get a pension, or my pension's too far away, and I'm looking at getting out. Right? This was a couple years ago, and I don't think it's gotten any better. So I I was seeing market improvement. Oh, um, I speak when I drive, I speak around the town. I'm I'm getting pulled over more people I see running on state patrol, and that also don't them, but maybe funny. You know, maybe try to find something else that you can do because it doesn't sound like it's a, it's a growth area. It doesn't sound like it's a good opportunity. It doesn't sound like it's good for you at the end of the day, too. But if you really want it that bad, man, you'll find a way to make it happen. You know, find the branch that's willing to take you on that's a good fit. I don't know what that is, though. You know, we talked about a few options, but you'll have to spend some time marinating on that. How do you know it's time to let go of, you know, a childhood thing like that? I think something else will replace it. I let go of the childhood dream of racing sport bikes when I had enough money to buy supercars. I let go of the childhood dream of being a fighter pilot when I learned that I was too tall to sit in the cockpit of a Harrier. So in 1982, this is going to date me, the Falkland War was on. I saw the Harrier jump jets destroying the Argentinians, and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. All right, so when I was 19, I applied to join the RAF because I was born in England, right? Fill in the application, took a look at the requirements. You have to be, uh, I think, five foot eight or shorter to fit in the cockpit. I'm six foot two. There's no way that I was going to do that. So it's like, okay, surrender. Done. One more moment. Nine day. So, what you always say, surrender to what you can't control. Yeah. That's it. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cooper. I'm for starting. All the best, brother. Take care. You as well. All right. Again, guys, a link to call in is uh, pinned in the top of the live YouTube chat. Hit that, come on in, and let's uh, let's chop it up. Got uh, Saul Gray on. Let's see what Saul's got here for us. Hey, uh, is, is it Saul? Well, actually, she's been here for about two years. Um, 
I trained her a lot her direct supervisor, but, um, but she definitely has her, um, where she tries to be the way you do her job. You know, she wants pity for herself. You know, she's just trying to set up everything. Um, after realizing kind of what she is, um, at the moment, I've been trying to see, it's like, okay, you know, just being courteous, professional, trying to get away from that. Ultimately, my goal with this woman is just to not care, not feel anything when I see her or hear. I don't know how accomplishable that is for me. Being, um, I am a very emotional lady, but um, from your experience, um, uh, would you suggest be able to kind of get to that point and just not having to worry about that? Because um, I can't, I can't get out of Feed off your energy, right? So if you give it to them, they're going to want more. Right. It's like a vacuum that they just keep wanting to fill with their bullshit vortex of crap. Um, you just can't give them more more time than what you need to. You know, if an email can be responded with fewer words, give her fewer words. If you know a response to the meeting can be done with with uh, like less of your time, fewer words. Again, just just do the bare minimum that's required to communicate to complete the task. Aside from that, everything else is sorry. I'm busy. That's really all that you can do, right? Because I mean, you're in a workspace and they're a colleague and you guys are working in there, and it's like you can't fire them. They're probably not going to fire them. Right? Yeah. Um, I wish I could. She's two years later, she's still making mistakes that affects those up to my work. She's still making um, I transfer everything, every single mistake she makes that we need to have corrected. I, I send it over to her direct supervisor to have it corrected, but she's still making the same mistakes since day one. Um, but she's also trying to take a couple of shots at me where um, she did an underhanded complaint to my boss and also our CEO when we hired a new staff and said that, oh, you know, watch out, Jessica's going to treat her poorly just like she treated me. So originally I trained her, and I'm not sure if I trained her when we hired her on after I got promoted. Um, I didn't really have any other complaints from anybody else, but uh, she's trying to take her shot. Modify their behavior side from give them less of your attention and time. Hopefully, they'll go and try to suck energy out somebody else when they find it. But if you if you reserve your energy uh, like for your own uses and purposes, in this chapter in my book where I talk about managing your fucks and only dispensing them for things that are truly fuckworthy, sort of thing, the same thing you know sort of will apply with an energy vampire. You only give them the bare minimum, the absolute minimum, and you do not acknowledge any of the bullshit because. You acknowledge it, you give them the energy, it's just going to try to suck more from you. The more you give them, the more that they're going to want to take. So there has to be somebody else there in her line of work that she interacts with that she can suck that energy from. And if it's not you, she's going to find somebody else. So it's really just maintaining that boundary and standing by and just dealing with the bullshit. I mean, it's like part and parcel of working in a company. If you don't own it, you can't fire these people. Yeah. What you do. That's true. Are there any other safeguards I can take from when she does try taking shots either at me or at anybody else? Just put her wrong, you know, make sure you're not attacking her character, but attack her work. You know, so there's no personnel issue. Oh, you know, she's you know, she's mean to me, or you know, she said this about my haircut today or some shit like that. It's just deal with the work and the lack of quality in it, not her character or her person. And let management do what they're gonna do. I mean, at some point, if enough people get fed up with her, she'll be gone. That sounds good. Um, do you have any recommendations on how uh, maybe, I mean, once we bring this out, then what she is, what she is, um, 
she bugs the freaking shit out of me. And then, is there any tips or tricks you have to where I don't feel anything for her? Because I'm pretty. Yeah. You're the one who take your lunch at a different time. You see her taking a, a break and something going the opposite direction. Everybody's going to the, uh, you know, the pub afterward to celebrate somebody's birthday. She's going to be there and you don't go. Yeah. So far, I do that. And I'm also tired of myself going home to my husband and to my girlfriend saying, all right, this is what bitch in the office. So, you know, it's like, I want to get to the point where I don't need to care to even go home and say that bullshit. Just get to the point where you realize you only have so much energy and you're only going to spend it for your husband and your kids. That's it. Awesome. Cool. I like that. Yeah. If you value your energy, you'll only dispense it to things that are worthy of it, right? Yeah. The point here is that you don't value your energy to the value that you want to attribute to it. So raise your standards is really what it boils down to. Like raise the standards in where you're going to dispense your energy. Awesome. Makes sense? Makes perfect sense. I really like that. That's something different I've heard, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. We'll see you later. All right. All right, um, we got these super chats real quick, and we'll get the next caller. I got Stone lined up next. Uh, got a, a couple of just small donations. Thank you for those. Uh, rather than actually, guys, rather than do like a small super chat for ninety nine cents, join the channel membership for ninety nine cents. Um, I think that's what the uh, ask is from the YouTube partner managers to build the membership. So apparently, that's important to them. Uh, Barry says military service guarantees LEO career. Um, I'm a baseball fan. My favorite line, which is always true to you, women don't care about your struggles, they hang out at the finish line and they pick the winner. This is fundamentally true. Uh, okay, let's go to Stone and see what he's got for us. Stone, what's up, buddy? What do you got for me today? Um, thank you so much for your on the YouTube video online, mm -hmm. so hopefully you can this yet. But basically, you started the video outlining the post of the Oswald, and you played with the fear of Oswald right now. And I didn't really see what you have for the fear of Oswald right now. Well, the Red Pill and Oswald is pretty much the same thing. They're, they're, they're very strongly correlated. They just call like all of these creators. Uh, this conglomerate of uh, pickup artists, dating coaches, red pillars, MGTOW, uh, like all of this, you know, conglomeracy falls under the notion of manosphere. This is what the government, by the way, is identifying as the problem area. This is what has the bad PR issue, right? The public relations issue is the manosphere. And all of these people are in that space. Well, I mean, I Life, he takes the red pill and plugs. 
it goes down the rabbit hole and see how you know see how everything really works. So that's that's the origin of that, and it's and it's all sexy and fun until it's not, and it's and it's not been um, that for a long time, for years now. But it's you know it's been shot on by news media, it's been shot on by academics, it's been shot on by I mean, even the government now has identified uh, that pill color and the manosphere as what is essentially domestic terrorism, right? Like I said, am I red pill? Sure. I'm not walking around going on about, you know, red pill this and that and none of that bullshit, right? Well, I'm pretty agree that it definitely has been, you know, supported, you know, the original idea of the red pill versus blue pill and people have to make their own brands by doing black pill, cute pill, whatever, all these sort of things. But uh, I guess I guess my question is, you know, what really eloquently highlights the issues with the biosphere. But one of the flaws in the red pill, the idea is that when they're not sure it's nice to kind of like focus on yourself, become the best version of yourself, you know, deal with women, yeah. be able to identify the red flag of red flags as you would, it's the things like that. Yeah, it's the correlation between a lot of the messaging and the creators and the pill that they want to label themselves with, right? So if you're a piece of shit and you say, here's a group of us people over here that are pieces of shit and we're all with this color pill, and the correlation is associated. It doesn't matter if the information has some use in it. I've already admitted there's lots of use in what you can get from the man swamp. Take what you need, adopt it, and move on. Um, that's what the best guys in that space have done. You know, I've seen quite a few guys that are like, you know what, I've seen the same shit that Rich Shane, and I'm fucking done here. Like, I don't have any time for this crap anymore, right? Because it's, it's drama, it's selling NFTs, it's just bullshit, it's infighting, it's... I'm the better guy than this guy, and this guy's a piece of shit or whatever. And it's like, okay, can we, you know, can we grow up and maybe do something productive? And I never found that anybody wanted to do that. So I'm like, I don't want to hang out with you guys. I'm good. Correct. And then it's also attacking people's personal philosophy of how they operate within the red bill. You know, like some people say you have to marry 50 chicks, some people say yeah, you should be very religious and things like that. You know, so it's just. That's a Christian sort of thing, yeah. Well, there's, you can be red-pilled and Christian about it, you know, have a conservative way of operating. I think that real authentic, um, like, followers of the original scripture would, would be considered, like, red-pilled, like, as far as Jesus Christ might be concerned. Like, yeah. the original, um, you know, bits of, of text are probably pretty red-pilled, you know, if you can use that term. Um, the problem is, is that the association with the pill color with the creators is not a good connection. It's a bad look. I, I, I was talking about the net promoter spread. I'm not sure if you saw that part, but I did, I did. I saw a part. A, but a good organization whose end users are happy with them and find that that organization is useful will uh, allocate a score of at least 50 or higher. And every single score that I calculated was anywhere from a minus 26 to a minus 3. Which is abysmal. Like it has a very clear PR issue. So it doesn't matter whether or not it's right or wrong. It could be as right as more righteous than anything else out there. But if the vast majority of the public determine it, it's not something that they would recommend to family and friends or business associates. You know, solve a problem that they might have. Um, then they got to fix that. And I don't see any willingness in the space to fix that. I don't see them wanting to adopt any of the remedies that I've talked about for years. Uh, they just carry on bickering, fighting, uh, you know, doing the dumb shit that they've been doing that I listened earlier. So it's like, cool. No, great, great. You're not making bad people. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of, yeah, it's been co opted and, you know, perverted almost really. Um, but the, I think there's no more nuance with the, the story where you would be shot from the jobs and everybody you talk to about that pill because it is such a 
you and also the that like you have recommendations or things to do, you know, tons of the mouse walkers just come to help and then, you know, and then,
Last week we had all the gals flake, um, you know, flaking's a reality of dealing with women, guys that are in, uh, you know, the dating aspect of the life will notice that a lot of women flake, so it's just a reality of the, uh, the show, so we, you know, we do the best that I, uh, you know, the often I can, and we're going to continue to do other things we're talking about. Yeah, I appreciate the, uh, the point that you talk on the zone, or how are you guys doing? Because we get people from all over the country that said, like, we're localized area, so that's a really awesome, awesome feature of your program, so thank you very much. Cooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha, community, 
or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $50,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you 